Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? I had the pleasure of speaking with our guest, Allison Donahue. Allison is an international best-selling author, successful entrepreneur since 2000, and host of a popular podcast, Domino Thinking with Allison. She wants the world to know that worthiness is the foundation of everything. In our conversation, she shares the story of her sexual assault and how she was able to process what happened to her and live life after trauma. Well, welcome, Allison, to the Pusher Pivot. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a delight being here. Thank you. Yeah, so before we get into all of your story, I would love for you to give everyone a little bit of background about yourself. Um, well, I live on the west coast of Canada. I am the happy mama of well, about three dogs. It's hard to say for sure because they're household dogs. I just <laughs> adopted one from India and he's a little tripod oh. dog. And he is just teaching me a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Uh, and you have a podcast too, right? I do. Yeah. It's called Domino Thinking with Allison. Awesome. 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 And I'm really, I think today will be a great conversation. We're going to change it up a little bit. Lately, we've been talking a lot about business, but Mm -hmm. we're going to get a little bit more personal. And um, can you just share with us? Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the stories that I talk about a fair amount is uh, when I was in high school and I was sexually assaulted. And you know, it leads into a lot of the work that I do now around worthiness. And because it wasn't until I understood how I co-created that experience, and I will explain that in a second, that's often a difficult thing for people to hear, but it wasn't until I understood how I co-created that rape, did I stop being his victim? And did I actually find my freedom in my life? And so I was it was in high school and we had just moved across the country and I had zero self-esteem and I had no friends and um, it was just a really, really challenging time for me. And this woman, this girl in my class said, Hey, do you want to come to my youth group Friday night? And in my head, I'm like, no, I don't want to go to anything church related. Like I've done that. I don't like it. It's not my bag. Like I get how some people like it. It's not for me. And then I heard myself saying, yes, I would love to go. Mm. And so that was that first step. If I had just trusted my instincts, the whole experience would have gone down differently. And so we end up going on the Friday night to this youth group and this guy was there, always a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and all, and all the girls were swarming around him and he was really good looking. And when I walked in, he sort of stopped and perked up and saw me and he came on over and he was talking to like me. Wow. And I was like, Oh my God, he's so cute. And he's talking to me. And shortly into the conversation, I realized I really didn't like him very much. Um, I just thought he was arrogant and, and I just didn't care for him. And then he asked if I wanted to go out with him. And in my head, I'm like, absolutely. I do not want to go out with this guy. And out of my mouth came, yes, I would love to, because I didn't want anybody to think poorly of me. I wanted so desperately to find a place where I fit. And so then he came and picked me up and he had just moved out on his own. So there was about a three year gap and between his age and mine and, When he came out and picked me up, 
I didn't want to get in the car. And I got in the car. And then he said to me, he goes, well, I just got off work and I am and just kind of feeling gross. I haven't had time to go and change. Can we go and change before we go out for dinner and a movie? Cause that was the plan. And everything in my head is like, no, I don't want to go back to your place. And out of my mouth came, sure. That's not a problem at all. So we get to his place and he goes and has a shower and he comes out of the bathroom naked. And he's like, Hey, I just thought we would stay in. And at that point, I still could probably have gotten out, but I didn't want these people at the youth group to think poorly of me. I didn't want my friend saying something else bad about me at school. Like there was enough things that were being said. And so I was like, okay, yeah, we don't have to go out. And then he proceeded to rape me and I finally got away and it was really clear. I wasn't into this. I was Mm -hmm. on my period. Like it was just, you know, it was, it was a really horrible first time. And Mm -hmm. so I finally um, got out. I phoned a friend of mine. She came and got me. I didn't tell her. I didn't tell anybody for years. Mm -hmm. And And the irony is that I never went back to that youth group, the place I was so worried about fitting in because I Mm -hmm. didn't want to bump into him again. Mm -hmm. And is what he did to me wrong? Absolutely wrong. He had no right to do anything like that to me. Yet I still had a responsibility to make good choices for me and I didn't. And the reason I didn't comes back to what I was saying earlier is about worthiness. And until we understand that we have value, until we understand that we have inherent worth, until we understand that we were born a miracle, we never look at a baby and go, oh, yeah, no, not a miracle. We never do that. And yet we forget that we were that baby. We were miraculous and we get out of touch with our internal worth. And when we are not connected to it, things like this can happen. Mm. Yeah. And that whole not trusting in your own intuition. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that faith in myself. I didn't think I could make a good decision. I thought that I could get my value from out there. If she liked me enough, if they liked me enough, if he liked me enough, then I would have value. Then I would be okay. And the problem with trying to get our worth externally is we fall victim to other people's choices and we give away our happiness. Mm-hmm. And in that case, my virginity. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, uh, it is really, I believe, the foundation of everything that we do or say is our relationship to our worth. There's no deeper level than that. Yeah, I can only agree with you. And that's the theme that comes up a lot in this podcast, just with all the different people that I've spoken to. Mm-hmm. It always comes back to I had to trust in myself, believe in myself, and believe in my own self worth. And that's what got me through. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's definitely a hard way to find that out for you. It is. It is. And yet now that I'm on the other side of it, now that I have made peace with it, and now that I understand the construction of it, I think um, somebody going through maybe what seems on the surface is a less traumatic thing. It isn't to them that they're going through it. Like, I think we have to be so careful about comparing war stories, right? Mm-hmm. Pain is pain. And I think when we can um, understand the, the root of it, the foundation of it, we can clear it up, but pain is pain. Yeah. 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 I love that pain is pain. That's, 
<laughs> not like that i love that pain no but, you know, i know but there's so that much is comparison. so that is true comparison is the thief of joy whether you're looking at some of your accomplishments or even in your pain mm-hmm. your experience is your own yeah yeah and i think when we say like i remember my mom saying to me when i was young you eat that food there's kids in africa starving and i'd be like to mail it to them like that is has nothing to do with this right they have their pain i have my pain right now and i'm not trying to diminish pain that's help happening elsewhere but we cannot start grading our pain and because that disconnects us mm-hmm. you know if i'm trying to one up you on a story of pain i'm not seeing or hearing you and if you're trying to downplay yours or upplay yours, you're not seeing me. And so if we can just stay focused that my experience is my experience and it is what it is and yours is yours, we can actually start to have a communication. Now we can stop being so divided over our pain, among other things, that we can just start connecting. Yeah, and that's just great advice for life in general, just when you're mm-hmm. speaking with anybody about any type of any type of situation. it. it yeah. You know, I know we see that a lot right now on social media all the time where people want to outspoke, outspeak the other person through, but what about me? Yeah. And see the person on the other side and be able to have empathy and understand that their experience is theirs. Yeah. And yet that's really hard to do if our worth mm-hmm. isn't intact. Right? Yes. I mm-hmm. can't see you if I can't see me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I believe that being seen is a fundamental human need. And I believe a lot of the things that are happening in the world is simply because people need to be seen. It is up there with air and water. And it's, you know, when you are out and about and you hold the door open for somebody and you look at them and then you're like, hi, how are you today? And you really see them watch how they change. Mm hmm right? It doesn't take a lot to see someone. It doesn't require being on a podcast or getting up on stage with a mic or anything like that. It's those small little details. When you look at a child that's sad and you're like, hey, buddy, what's going on? You Mm -hmm. really see them. Mm -hmm. Everything changes. Their energy changes. They start to go, oh, I am worth somebody caring about me, right? Yeah. Yeah. In a healthy way. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Allison, you're like giving me all these things to think about. I can't even like come up with the word. <laughs> like, hey, oh, I like this that. Is so good. You know, um, I always say like when something's really like sits with you, sometimes it takes you a second before you can respond. Yeah. Um, but this this talk about being seen, I think that that is totally right. That is a human need that we all want to be seen for who we are mm-hmm. and what we give. And, and we can't really see anybody else until you see yourself. And yeah. 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 And it is so rampant right now. Mm-hmm. It's like with the protests and all of that, it's just that so, um, I just want you to see me so you can recognize my experiences and you can see what I've been through. And we all have that need, which explains mm-hmm. both sides of that coin. Exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm thinking of is those people want to be seen. Mm-hmm. My experiences matter. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't matter when we're trying to see, right? Like our experiences mm-hmm. matter for sure, right? Because mm-hmm. we need to see ourselves. We, we can't always be out there. We can't always be recognizing other people's experiences and never kind of checking in with our own, mm-hmm. but we can't do both at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, worthiness being that fundamental need. I believe that things like vulnerability, like Brene Brown does that beautiful work around vulnerability, but if our worth isn't intact, 
that vulnerability becomes manipulation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be vulnerable to you so that I can manipulate you into doing something so that I can feel good about myself. Mm. Yeah. But if I feel good about myself and I understand I'm connected to my internal worth, I can be vulnerable without needing anything from you. Yeah. What would you, what type of advice would you give someone who is trying to see themselves? Like what, what type of work should they do? Yeah. I, you know, I always say to people, every time you find yourself in a situation, ask yourself where your worth is coming from. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you go back to my experience, my worth wasn't coming internally. My worth wasn't, I value myself. I value my opinion. I'm going to listen to that voice in my head. My worth was coming externally. I hope they like me. Mm. Right. So if we can always check in, I also have a five-step process that people can use. It's called brave and you can find it on my website, dominothinking.com. And the first step in it, the B is to breathe. So when you find yourself in a situation, your reaction to that situation only lasts about four to seven seconds. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're like, (gasps) That Mm. lasts four to seven seconds. Somebody says something mean to you and that lasts about four to seven seconds. Beyond that is the story we're telling ourselves. Mm. So somebody cuts you off in traffic, you gasp. If you don't breathe, you're going to move into a story. Oh my God, that guy is such a jerk. And you know, I've met other jerks too. And I remember last time I was driving and there was this other guy. And oh, when I was at the mall, there was that person who did that. Now all of a sudden you are in story and it has nothing to do with that person cutting you off. When you are able to take that moment and breathe, like say, take 10 deep breaths and you're going to move past that four to seven seconds. Now you are in a place of choice. And when you're in a place of choice, you can either choose to connect with your internal worth. You get to decide who you are and how you're going to behave, or you get to go back into story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great way of reframe of framing that and being able to visualize how that, how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the really good things, because I'm sure I've had people go through this when they're breathing and they're just like, oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. Breath number three. Oh, I'm so mad. Right. That, that's not really the way to do it. <laughs> you, it's about creating space between you and that experience. And so a good friend of mine, she is brilliant when it comes to all of this breath work. What she says is focus between the, the space between your feet and the ground. Mm. They put all of your thought in that space. And it's amazing how when you are fully focused on that space under your feet, you cannot think about other things. Hmm. And it gives you that gap. It gives you that space. And when you have that space and you're in that place of control over your own experiences, your own thoughts, now you are connected with your internal worth. Yeah. I want to practice that. <laughs> Please For do. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And then you can go and get the other. To my children. <laughs> It is a really great tool for kids. Really great. Because, you know, if you think back before teenage years, it was just all of this flurry of activity all of the time, mm-hmm. right? You're always in this heightened state. And then you had teenagers and you're like, whoa, hormones and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And the only thing that we can do is get that moment of space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, I, I... I don't even know what I'm about to say, but yeah. <laughs> you know, and the other thing that you can do too, because sometimes it's easier playing with other people's experiences. 
-hmm. Look at a situation and watch how somebody is responding to somebody. And often our response will be like, look at that person just acting out of control. Like they're just so out of control. Um, Take a moment, take a step back and go, gee, I wonder why they're doing that. I wonder what experiences they have had. I wonder what the payoff is in them behaving that way. Mm -hmm. And we can practice with other people's experiences when we get better at it, then we can start turning that inward and look at our own. But for most of us, it's much easier to look at somebody else and go, oh, I wonder if they're doing that because A, B, C, and D. And remember, it's all just a story. Just right. like the guy that cut you off in traffic was a jerk. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just trying to get to the hospital to see his mom who broke a hip. Like, right. who knows? Maybe he was a really good, good son and he just happened to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's all a story. So you can start mm-hmm. making up whatever stories you want to try to understand the world around you from a compassionate place. Yeah. And it's also good to remember that those things that you're initially thinking are a story to remind mm-hmm. yourself that I don't really know what the other person's experience is. This mm-hmm. is a story that I'm creating. Yeah. And if you take that a step deeper, you never know what that other person's experience is, even if they tell you. Yeah. Because they are only telling you those bits and pieces they remember. Mm-hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm, even when I talk about my experience back in high school, I'm only recapping those things that stuck with me, those really important bits and pieces. Right. Mm -hmm. What about all those spaces in between? You know, we watch a two hour movie, we sum it up in two minutes. Yep. But there's so much more to it. So even when somebody in front of us is telling us what their experience is, we still can't truly know it because there's Mm -hmm. layers we will never uncover. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. This is so great. And so much to think about. And I hope that everyone is really just taking a moment to really, to, you know, be introspective and think about what your own experiences have, if you're seeing yourself mm-hmm. and if you're giving yourself the space to see yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best gift we can give mm-hmm. and receive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Allison, if you could give us one piece of advice, I know you've already given us a lot. What mm-hmm. would it be? Oh, <laughs> Understand that you're a miracle. That is so hard for people because we think miracles happen out there. But the reality is, is when you think about that act of sex, this tiny sperm finds this tiny egg and it makes you, that makes you a miracle. So just take a minute and breathe that in. Breathe it in every hour. Breathe it in whenever you have an opportunity to do so. Because the more you recognize that you're a miracle, the more you can stay connected with that worth that you inherently deserve. You own that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. This has been so awesome. How, how can we find out more about you? Uh, the easiest thing is my website, dominothinking.com. And so then okay. everything I do there is the brave process for free. Okay. Please go, go and get it. Even if you do nothing else, mm-hmm. uh, I offer a program called Reclaim Your Worth and I have my podcast on there. So, and always reach out. My contact information's on there. I answer all of my emails. It might take me a little while, but I do because the people who reach out, it's important. It's a brave step. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes. And Allison, this was just really lovely. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me and finding time for me. I appreciate it. What did you take away from Allison's story? Where are you getting your value from? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gain insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. 
Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Pusher Pivot on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. To stay up to date on the Pusher Pivot and to join our mailing list, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pusher Pivot. Thank you for listening and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.